Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. Do you have any idea of what we're doing today? Um, a podcast? I'll play it and tell you what it is later. Mmm. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. Oh, Peter. What? That sounds good over there, oh, man. That sounds really good. Don't stop it. Don't Who stop we brought it. by? Who we brought here by? We're brought to you by Open Studio. Of course, go to openstudiojazz.com for all of your jazz lesson needs. Yeah. Peter, we got some new sounds here on the keyboards. Give them a little taste. Give them just a little taste. Ooh. Told them just a little taste. We're going to be here all night now. Yeah, oh. and it really, sh- you know, yeah, 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 modulation. So those are our new Keyscape uh, sounds. Shout out to Keyscape. Can we get a Keyscape sponsorship to the podcast? <laughs> I mean, come on. If we do, we'll give you a shout out. Oops, we already gave you one. Yeah, look at this. We got we got dual hammer 88s. And Bam. big shout out to flying dual flying hammer 88s with the Keyscapes. Big shout out to, to Keyscape for being able to make such a massive piece of software that works on this um what is this? When did you purchase this? 1984? Yeah, that's a 1999 <laughs> MacBook. <laughs> that came out the year of the famous uh, It's pretty Apple. old, man. Yeah. It's pretty old. And it sounds really good. But it does. It sounds yeah, good. Yeah. And it's dri- we're driving it from, from two. From two keyboards at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, With two yeah. different sounds or same sound? Two different sounds. We've got some layers going on here because it sounds so nice. Yeah. So what up, Keyscape? Thank you so much. Today, we are talking about killing comping that anyone can do. Okay, it, let's be clear. Here. Okay. We're not talking about killing the comping. Ooh, I, no, 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 no. No, some killing comping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That anyone can do. Yeah, so when we say comping, just to clarify here, we mean accompanying. We are pianists, and if you're a, a chordal instrument, like a piano player, a guitarist, even a vibes player, I don't even know why I said even, an accordionist. <laughs> You but, know, I know a gentleman out of the Baltimore area, one of our open studio owners, that, I, was, that, that, now you're a big guy, but he's bigger. He's so. bigger. <laughs> it sounded disrespectful. I didn't mean any disrespect. <laughs> what up, War Wolf? Yeah. No, but uh, if you're if you're any chordal instrument and you have to accompany, uh, we're going to teach you something that if you don't know about, uh, it can really change the game. And it's very, very simple because it's a very repetitive pattern. This is something that we like to teach around here at Open Studio, especially for yes. beginners and intermediate players who are like, my comping rhythm sucks. Like I, I'm learning all these great voicings. I can do some cool stuff, some spread voicings or some, some uh, drop two or some block chords or yes. some magic voicings or whatever. But my, I, what do I play rhythmically? And this is what uh, I always teach. And I know you teach similar things about uh, the principles behind this. Yep. This is the red garland sound the red rhythm as red, we call why it. did you go down to this voice because <laughs> reds i think you know we talk about melody being beautiful and we yeah. talk about uh harmony being beautiful no one talks about beautiful rhythm red had mm. beautiful rhythm he did beautiful he did. rhythm yeah and precise but human inventive but you know systematic as we're going to see at times yeah and, and when, when it needs to be so super excited and stoked for the episode and just to just to i was just thinking of another usage of the term comping. Yeah. So we talked about comping, accompanying. Yeah. There's the comping, you know, oh, you've got a gig, can you get me comped? We're not talking about that guy. Can you comp me at the door? Oh, we do a lot of that kind of comping too, but we're not yeah. talking about that. And don't ask for it. Don't ask for yeah. it, right. Yeah. So we are talking about accompanying. We're talking about playing some chords. And more specifically, what this is going to be about, we have some voicings. We can get into that 
towards the end of the episode because there's some controversy around the voicings that's that right. we have. Uh, but we're really talking about the rhythm of the comping. That's the most important thing. So we're talking about the rhythm of the comping. Are we talking about practicing or perhaps? <laughs> what? Are, are we it, talking about practice? I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. You set me up. We're talking about practice. <laughs> you set me up for that. Okay, sorry. But I'm more than happy to oblige. <laughs> I am more than happy so to oblige. So what you're saying is that is something that would interest Peter, you. Peter, don't do it. <laughs> Peter, don't do it. Say that again. What? Is that something that might interest you? Now, would that be something you might be interested in? <laughs> yes, it would be. So let's get to it. Let's listen to what we're going to listen to today. So yep. we had a uh, resident open studio transcriber, uh, just huge ears, Max. We call, yes. we call him Big Ears Max because he can hear everything. So yep. this is Max's uh, transcription that he did. I literally texted Max at like 6 a.m. Yeah. when I woke up, when I had this idea, and I was like, Max, can you... Can you do me solid? You and just ruined his whole day. I might that. have ruined his whole day. But Max is the best, man. Thank no. you, Max, for this transcription. So this is some chords from uh, the first chorus of Miles Davis's solo on If I Were a Bell from Relaxin'. It's one of those prestige records. Peter, mm. can you bring me up here? Can you hit us yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, for our YouTube folks, maybe lower that a hair okay. so that we can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Maybe go full Tell screen. Tell them about which record this is from, though. Go full screen on there for me, buddy, okay. so okay. that I can get in there. No, not on the on the chart, <laughs> on the whole, on the on the out, on the send. You know what I mean? Over here on the monitor. Thanks, buddy. Okay. There? No? We almost got it. We're getting it together <laughs> here, folks. So this is from Relax, and this is one of those, those records yep. uh, that they were just made in a couple days, right? They made those four records in a day. And let's start it from the beginning. We'll hear it all the way from the top. How's that? Good. Cool. I'll play it and tell you what it is later. That wasn't my button. That's the track. with the Miles Davis Queen. Uh. Does anybody know what's going on already? Welcome in fam. Check it out, check it out. Peter, are you hearing this? You hearing what's going on? Yes. So good. So good. So we're we're gonna we're gonna stomp it here. That's the okay. transcription we have. So we will have a transcription uh, here linked in the show notes for you uh, by Thursday, and we'll have this uh, uploaded here and linked in the video once we're done here with the live. And the reason is because there's still some work to do on this transcription. So yes. let's just just 
ignore the voicings for now because okay. there's a there's something that we can talk about there. Yeah. Because it's interesting what Max wrote and what I think is going on. There's a little discrepancy that we can talk Ooh, about. Battle Royale. A little controversy there. Battle in the no, transcription no, no. studio. Okay, listen, this is not easy to hear. I know. Just come the sound recording here. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a, <laughs> there's some guesswork to be done. But let's just talk about the main point of this episode. Yeah. And that is that rhythm of the and of four and the end of two. Yeah. So that's not the that's not all he like he didn't just go into that as a, a automatic, but it is like 75 80% of right. what he's playing here. Yes. And a four and a two. And one note on this too is uh, he is not playing if it's um if it's a G7 chord, he's and and it's like a bar of G7, he's not playing G7 on the and of four of that bar. No. He's playing G7 on the and of four of the bar just before it. So right. he's anticipating the next bar with the chord that's gonna be there a, a half a beat early. Yep. So if it's one, two, step three, ahead. four. Right, anticipating that beat. So it's an anticipatory. It's an anticipatory. Yeah, participatory. Yeah, participatory. Chord. So I promise you, if you haven't ever sort of gotten this in your playing, if you use this for a while as your home base, I want you to try this on your next gig with a drummer. And then I want you to look at your drummer's face when you start doing this. And I want you to watch the joy come over their face as things just lean forward a little bit. Everything feels nice and grooving. They've got some space to do some stuff. The pocket is wide but deep. Yeah. It all feels really, really good. So you're doing a couple of things. I'm going to go on a rant here for a second because no, I love good. it you're so much. Just listening to Red do it, who is the master, sounds so good. So a couple of things happen here. So first of all, the rhythm, when you get into that sort of clip of and a four, and a two, one, two, three, four, go, 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 go. And again, you're anticipating the beat. One, two, three, four. When you start doing that, you're propelling that beat forward, right? right. You're, you're making the entire thing sort of lean forward. Now, when Red also anticipates the harmony with that, yes. right, leading into the bar, you are setting up, everybody in the band, you're setting up your listener uh, for... Your dear listeners. The dear listener. You're setting up for what is about to happen harmonically. Like yeah. you're just projecting just a slight bit into the future, not too much, just a little bit into the future, you're setting it up. So there's a difference here. We actually did this uh, earlier today in a practice session. So Peter, let's just play just the one A here of Fire Bell in F. Okay. You know the changes? Yep. Sure you do. So I'm gonna play here, not on the end of four and the end of two. I'm going to let the change happen, then okay. I'm gonna react. And this is what you hear a lot of beginner and a lot of intermediate compers do. Like the change goes by yeah. and then they play the chord and then the next change goes by. Right. They're a step behind. They're a little step behind. So let's hear that. Just a, just four or eight bars of that. So one, I'll walk you a little bit. Well, give me a little walking okay. bass. One, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, so that's that. Now let's do Red's thing. That sounded like poop. It sounds terrible, but you hear a lot of people do that because yeah. it's 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 understandable, yeah. right? You're thinking about the changes and whatever, but if you're a little pro proactive, yeah. if you gently guide everybody and you say, hey, hey everybody, this way. Let's get on the Red Garland train. Follow Red. <laughs> let's try that. One, yep. two, one, two, three, and. Yeah. 
So anticipating, how does that feel? Yeah. It feels a lot better, right? Yeah. It feels just everything happens a lot more naturally. You know where we're going. And all the while, everything is leaning forward. Yes. And I think the leaning forward, that's what really typifies this kind of, you know, the interaction between the comping, the possible interaction that you're able to capitalize on with the actual groove. So it's not just about, you know, there's a whole nother angle to it of just great comping behind what my, what the soloist is playing, which is always our main job. So it's almost like accomplishing a couple things at the same time. Like we could analyze it from the standpoint of like, how is that reaction and stuff? And at first glance, it seems like, oh, he's just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But he gets that feel. And I want to talk a little bit, if we can, yeah, just absolutely. about when, like you said, 70, 80% or whatever it was that he's doing that. It seems like it's random when he's not, but it's far from far random. from it. Well, here's the thing. So you think I think our first reaction is like, well, how does he communicate with what's going on? Yeah. If he's laying in the band, well, how does a drummer communicate if they're like if they're doing the spangalang, right? If they're doing the walk the dog, they still communicate, and it's the same thing here. You can lay in a groove, you can hang in a pocket, and still pick your spots to get in there. That's right. I think Red proves this perfectly. Now, you know, and the phrasing, like the his touch and his phrasing, we can't decouple these rhythms and the harmonies and the the you know the beat placements for from sure. that as no, well no, no. It all because that gives it time. like yeah. you know that gives it that lilt as well they're all connected there's an organic flow to the comping that actually makes it easier for you to be a little bit more aggressive and busy even i mean like just look at this visually i mean it's it's a pretty busy situation especially like the way like and this is one of those great miles davis um can we just hear his solo break just because I hate talking about it when, you know what I'm saying? Like they, what, what he plays going into this chorus. Let's see if I can back it up. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Ah, is that all the, f- and though? Well, I would say the first one. The second one's definitely on the beat. Because that's big. Like, it, it's not a right or a wrong thing, but because Oh, it's this, red on the end. Yeah. Let's I think hear he that again. Been. Let's hear that again. Uh, one of the greatest little melodic interludes. Let's check out Miles. Oh no, it's on the beat. It's on the beat. Okay, good. So that good, I was gonna have to change my commentary on this. So the fact that he plays on the beat and the whole rhythm section does really they didn't always do that, but it it's so right and not correct. It's right, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. It's 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 it's, it's, it's the dope thing to do in this situation it's, because it's of good. how Miles, like well, yeah. this is such a laid back but precision right in the cut eighth note situation that Miles playing I mean, with that. There's really the intonation. There's not many situations where it's just like I'm just I'm. I'm on the one. Right. That's going to be wrong. But that's Especially a, at the top of a form. I know, but but for this kind of thing, that's a real confident thing to do. It is a confident thing. Because normally it's like, yeah. she's taking the deck and bang, bang. Get get your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, he gets to that, in, but, but in a very light way, very much after this. But I would say that because he starts out, you know, um, like, and then goes in there. Man, it's just such a cool thing in terms of like the architecture of it sets it off because if you just heard this you'd be like oh he's just comping you know and a lot of people like start comping like that oh i'm, I'm red garland but it's like you got to know those those places where 
where mm. you uh, where you do that one thing that's on the downbeat, and also the stuff later on when he omits and goes radio silence for a few beats. Yeah, because you know it's like anything. He set up a rhythmic pattern. A yeah, super yeah. Hip with. That's so when different. you're gonna pull it, pull it, pull the rug out for a minute, and then place it back under the soloist can be the most exciting part of it. So now let's pay attention. Notice when red is on the end of four and the end of two, and then notice when red decides to go off of that and how powerful that it, that now is. Let's yes. try it. Right there. So that that's a great moment. That dunk dunk uh. Yeah. yeah. And then check out what happens after it. One more one more of those. Oh, and that accent and a foam on that. Turns around there. Exactly. Yeah. So there are definitely, he's on the beat a couple of times, yeah. you know, but he's setting up that and of four, and of two. Again, you can try to practice this really easily and then try to play off of it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I just saw there's another screen here I can look at it. That's so exciting. Oh, and you have another one too. What? Yeah, I did. Did you get distracted? No, I, I'm just excited that I got another copy of it over here. Did someone throw a shiny <laughs> ball that way? Peter just turned around the middle of the show. Hey, who'd you call a shiny, shiny ball guy? Buddy, we have hey, a man. bunch of listeners live. Hey, people, this people is have a... invested their time up to this point. Well, shame on them. 17 minutes and 58 okay. seconds in, no and one you would get have noticed. distracted no. and turn around in your seat. Nobody would have cared. Now you brought attention to oh it, big my guy. God. No, but the thing is, you're absolutely right about that. But before we even get there, we've got to highlight. I don't want it to miss. What Mozart said, what you don't write is just as important what you do write. Wolfgang Amadeus, by the way, in case you're wondering. Not the guy we just saw down at the diner, Johnny Mozart. Nobody's named Mozart. Nobody's okay. named Mozart. Bar 13 right here. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Radio silence yeah. until that last one. That's big. Can we listen to that again? Sure. With, with that, oh, well, this sounds great. Of course we can listen to it. But let's just talk about it. So now we're in the constant. Uh, and a two and a four. The more you do it, the more it becomes oh, like a pattern. Yep. And now he's gonna Ah, so you get a bar break there. And that's such a subtle thing, but it's so important. Bing, bing, and Ooh, that's a great bump, fill there. Bang, yeah, yeah. Totally. And then it's almost like he gives it that whole bar again of that we're at the second half of the two, it's a double form. So in that, uh, whatever it is, bar 17, yeah, 17, because it's 16 bars and 16 bars. Bar 17, he plays nothing. That's the first bar where there's nothing at all. He's totally, yeah. like, absent. And then setting up that great bang, bang, in the um, 18th bar. It's great stuff. It's really something to study. You can listen to Red on any of these records, any of those Miles Davis records, and hear just this distinct style and something that you can do like tomorrow that anyone can do. Practice this and a four and a two. Practice anticipating the harmony right before it comes, and you won't be sorry. So let's talk a little bit, Peter, about the voicings here because Max came back at me this afternoon with some of these voicings okay. and it is hard to hear. Should we go? But I'm a little mm -hmm. bit, that's pretty good. So I have a little experience transcribing some Red Garland. So I think I know what's going on. So Ooh. I've actually 
these the first two bars are me and everything else is max but max was going with a lot of rootless voicings a lot of three note voicings and i don't i disagree with him but i don't i know exactly why he what he's hearing he's hearing what the only thing you can really hear like yeah. he's hearing the only pitches that are actually audible yeah but there is a weight that's underneath these chords that I think these are rooted voicings when you actually listen to them. I think you it's like it's like dark matter. Like you can't yeah. you can only know it by its, its like impression yeah, against yeah. actual matter. Yeah. So there just is a, if if he wasn't playing the roots to me this would sound different. But let's let's see if you can uh if you agree with me or if you agree with your <laughs> so <binary>. professional transcriber. <laughs> yeah. So hard to hear. So that's the thing. It's like so here, and and this is just for our YouTube audience here to see what we have now because we're gonna hopefully have this pretty fleshed out by the time we. Well, we may or may not. I mean, you know, the, the thing about this is, is is like. I always think in, with transcription, you shouldn't go beyond what you know you can hear. I appreciate what you're saying in terms of like the kind of ghost notes, the antimatter or whatever, like that you figure are there. Well, it's yeah. And and probably at that part, but it gets to the point like if you can't hear it, and we look, we even broke this down and isolated with any tune to try to we see. Did. If we did, we used hear. them any tune, yeah. Um, but the thing is, I think I think less is more of transcription. If you're not sure it's there, leave it out, you know, that I don't know. So I'm just hearing so like for I do instance, have a dispute like with the very first bar. Okay, what do you got? Right? Yeah. That's what I had. No, you have. Oh, sorry. Yep, sorry. That's yeah. just that's just some bad copy and paste there. Yeah, that okay. should be B natural. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's true. This is a real so, time show. So but self edited. But, but here's the here's the difference. So for me so You Matt, also have a little piece of lint on your shoulder. I just, no, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. So I, but no, it's just something to think about. So yeah. Max had had this which is what you can hear. But I hear a punchier, weightier voicing. And because they're short too, right? Because yeah. he's just playing like... I think there's he's got the root down there. And also, yeah. I've transcribed red before. And right. if you listen to the, the melody where you can hear him playing a little clearer, it gets you can hear even like just using some of the same voices. Yeah, yeah. He's like leading in with them. So and you know red like yeah. if he starts one way, as you said when we were kind of talking about this earlier, he starts like a pattern, like a structure. Yeah. He usually sticks with that's it. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a valid for for sure, a valid way of transcribing. Even taking things that you know that you've where you can clearly hear a certain um, player play even on another tune with another album or whatever but you know that they like to go to in that situation i think that's valid then if you're not sure to go ahead and put that in because we all have our kind of go-to things for similar types of situations as it were so let's listen again and see if you can hear if it. we have to i mean <laughs> so let us know what you think the voicing structure is do you think it's rooted or do you think that it's uh, this sort of rootless voicing that Max has. I think either is kind of a valid listening of this because yeah. there's it's really hard to hear the, the low end of the piano. Uh, but let me let our let us know your thoughts in the comments. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah, it's just, me likey. That's something so I would good. like. It's so good. Is that something you'd be interested yes. in? Now, would that be something you might be interested in? <laughs> you know what? We haven't co- totally got together. What? We're next level with this is going to be like we're both saying them things and then you play them. Like we have to figure out a way to actually just, you know, when you're thinking it, then you trigger. Yeah. I'll play it and tell you what it is later. Like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Uh, we're sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com to go on a deeper dive on all this. Peter, are you going to take us out or should I take us out here? Let's do both. How about Can we? Can it be both? It can. Okay. Till next time. You'll hear it. <laughs>